Hey everybody, this is Brian. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Young Padawans. This week we will be uh, doing our annual year in review. So we're going to say goodbye to 2017, finally. Laters. I mean, it was overall terrible, but there were a lot of good things. Good media. It was a great year at the movies. I had a tough time picking out my movie of the year. Because I saw a bunch of good ones. Yeah. And TV. All kinds of good stuff. So yeah. we'll we'll talk about some of that good stuff. Yeah, but before we do that, let's talk about what we're geeking out about this week. Kristen, what are you geeking out about? I am geeking out about Travelers Season 2. And uh, we had talked about Travelers before when we did a time travel episode, I think is when we kind of talked about it more specifically. I believe so. And uh, this season two came out mid-December, I think, but we're only getting around to watching it now, and I'm pretty excited. We have uh, the guy who played Keith Mars as a villain, and I am really enjoying his character. I think he's very cool, and uh, I'm excited to see where we go with it. Yeah, we are watching it right now as well. I think we're on episode nine of, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so... I didn't watch Veronica Mars. Kim did. Mm-hmm. But uh, that guy, that actor, was one of the main villains in uh, Person of Interest, So, which we both loved. So when he showed up in that first episode, it was like, hell yeah. I, I haven't awesome. seen him as a villain before, and he's like uh, super nice and lovable <laughs> and personable and wonderful in Veronica Mars. And I'm really liking him as a villain. He's doing a really good job. And he does the sort of crazy not crazy thing really well I think at least so far yeah that scene where he's um where McLaren is that the main guy's name mm-hmm. goes to interview him at the house yeah yeah that yeah. is an awesome scene yeah that was the last like episode that we strained. watched strained mm-hmm. okay yeah and I really liked um Amanda Tapping is his psychiatrist that he's talking to I thought she did a good job what else is she from uh Stargate she's probably oh, okay. like famous B-list sci-fi person. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I'm glad that this show got picked up by Netflix and that we still have all our, our people involved. Yeah. It's a cool take on time travel. Mm-hmm. The, like mythology and, yeah. you know, and, world building um, is very interesting. Yeah. The world building is really cool. I think that the um, having a time travel be only one way <laughs> really helps yeah. with some of the issues <laughs> of, of time travel. And they've also done a pretty good job just making me care about the characters pretty well. Like, I, I'm a little bit not in love with making the, the heroin addict guy have a new addiction. Like, we're kind of yeah. that particular character. But other than that, I'm pretty interested in where we're going with everybody's story at this point. I'm terrible with the names in this show, but I think my favorite character is the guy with the beard who is, like, the... He was like the boyfriend of David. The I love yeah. him. Yeah, I, I adore him. And I like the the teenager who's actually the the oldest human ever to exist. Yeah, <laughs> I really like that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, that's that's what I'm geeking out about. I'm I think we're gonna watch some more tonight. I'm very excited. Nice. Yeah, we just kind of sat down and watched like three episodes yesterday while we were like, well, <laughs> gotta get to midnight somehow. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're you recording watching... this on New Year's Day, for those of you who can't tell. I watched, uh, like, 
two hours of New Year's Rockin' Eve and got to see Mariah Carey, like, actually singing on a lip sync, and it was it was quite the spectacle. Wow. I haven't tried to watch that in a long time, so that yeah, was we, a really special experience. We had a, we had a party, and it was, it was what the folks wanted to watch, so we watched. <laughs> so, what, Brittany. Oh, what did Brittany do? Oh, dear. Uh, she's, she's back, and she was... She can still, like, sing really well. It was pretty impressive. She's... Really? Yeah. Was, she has, like, a show in Las Vegas, I guess, she, that she does, like, every day. And so they did some, like... I think it was taped. But I'm they did, sure. like, yeah. cut-ins of her per- New Year's performance. And it was it was not bad. I will take your word for that. Good old Brittany. <laughs> yeah. She's back. Good for her. Survived the shaped head thing. That whole period of her life. Oh. Yeah, so what are you geeking out about? So, uh, I'm geeking out about The Shape of Water, the new Guillermo del Toro movie that just came out on uh, Christmas weekend. Yes. Um, I love his movies. Uh, uh, This one was a very... So, I didn't see Crimson Peak, but the one before that was Pacific Rim, which was a big, like, you know, robot smashy blockbuster Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. movie. And this was a very small, like, intimate movie about... Uh, a, a mute woman who falls in love with a fish man and right. tries to see from evil government guys. Um, it was lovely. I, I very... kind of want to see it, yeah. I, I really liked Crimson Peak. Um, I just really liked the aesthetic of it for the most part. I thought it was cool. Same deal here. This takes yeah. place in the seas and like this, the scenery is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, just the colors and all the costumes and like the fish man is just, just everything looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, Michael Shannon is the bad guy in it and he plays this most like Michael Shannon-y like crazy man character and it's right. fantastic. Uh, so yeah, it was really good. Um, a very just small, like heartfelt science fiction movie. Did Barely have, inside. Like, the, uh, the, disturbing notes that he is known for. I know that, I mean, Crimson Peak definitely had moments of, like, whoa, that was creepy. But it was, uh, uh, I mean, it was a gothic horror, so. Yeah, there's some, just quite a bit of blood, and there's some grossness. Um, spoiler, well, I don't know if spoiler. There's, like, depending on how he, it's, it, there's some weird stuff in it. Yeah, I, from <laughs> seeing people tweet about like whether or not water can consent, I'm a little puzzled about what might be going on in this particular film. So, uh, yeah, so it's yeah, there's some weird stuff, but <laughs> it was good. I yeah, I probably won't see it in the theater, but um, I'll see it eventually. Yeah, we we usually go see a movie on Christmas weekend mm-hmm. or Christmas uh, night, and this was mm-hmm. that movie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we used to, my family always used to go see a movie on Christmas Eve every year, but it got, like, progressively more crowded, so we kind of let that tradition fall by the wayside. Yeah. I think mostly also it was a way to, like, keep little kids occupied on Christmas Eve (laughs) afternoon, you know? Totally. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, if you like Guillermo del Toro's movies in general, this is, like, this is good. Yeah. You'll like it. Cool. Yeah, I'll watch yeah. it when it uh, is rentable. I will do that. Yes. Um, so let's talk about what we're drinking next. Yes. Um, I have another soda. 
this week, which I bought um, because it has a horse on it. <laughs> I'm drinking okay. Sky Valley Organic Ginger Brew, and um, this stuff is seriously potent. Like, I poured it, and the fizz made me sneeze. Um, it, is, it is that gingery, so I'm a little bit, like, Ugh. <laughs> Your face you just made drinking it. Oh my god, it burns. Oh. Kim got this uh, ginger oh. soda before that. Yeah, same my deal. My throat hurts. It's like, like it's, it's burning. Like, it's like drinking acid. Yeah. Ginger, ginger flavored acid. I'm also like, I'm looking at the um, the ingredients yeah. on this, and it has organic balsamic vinegar in it. And like, I like balsamic vinegar. I like a good shrub, but. Yeah. Ooh, my got- goodness. You gotta cut that with some like plain seltzer or something. Oh, that's that's a good idea. Like, yeah. Ow, my throat feels all hot. You know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but it has a nice little horse on it, and I guess they're an entire line of organic sodas, and they all have like very pretty little animals on them. So they're marketing to people like me who are like, oh, look at the pretty peacock on the label. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> this little will burn me, but it's so pretty. You must <laughs> drink it. I do my like. It's worth he's, the pain. He's really into the the ginger sodas. I <laughs> might go get a root beer out of the fridge. <laughs> Kim made a really good punch for our party last night that had uh, cranberry juice, lemonade, ginger. Uh, it was like a Moscow Mule of mm-hmm. uh, seltzer water. And then champagne and wine, too. It was a delight. Wow. That sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds better than this. You could taste the ginger just, just enough with the rest of it. It didn't burn you? Like, no it acid did. burns in the mouth from the ginger? Yeah. Nope. That was the scotch that I had later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Boy. <laughs> so, what are you drinking? Uh, so, last year... On the year in review episode, I got the Anchor Steam Brewing 2016 Christmas Ale, New Year's Ale. Yes. So this year I have the 2017 version. Now, do you remember the 2016 version well enough to be mentally comparing these? No. No, and if I was if I was responsible, I would have gone back and listened to that section of the last. <laughs> but instead, I just went back and looked at what the name of it was, and then. Fair enough. Took uh, there's a start. I remember it was like Chris. It was like it was like it was spicy, like when yeah. it was Christmas spicy type thing. So here's a story. Uh, oh, so here's the label. It's got a little Christmas tree and it's. Oh, I would buy that for the label too. Yeah, I think they do the same label every year and just change the number. Mm-hmm. Okay, they shouldn't. All right, this is the 43rd annual Our Special Ale from the Brewers at Anchor. From the Brewers at Anchor, the text is around the like the neck of the thing, so you have to like spin it to read it. It is sold from early November to mid January. The ale's recipe is different every year and it is and is the tree I can't even read this. It's too hard to <laughs> forget it. Maybe some deja vu. Did this happen <laughs> last year too? I think it did this exact same thing, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's different every year and it's a limited release. Oh, they change the tree. Oh, I see what it is. They change the tree every year. 
So this year, the, the tree on the label is different every year. Ah. The tree for 2017 is a San, Santa Lucia fir hmm. from California's Santa Lucia range. There you go. Very interesting. Okay. Ooh, that's a nice plugging sound. It's a nice. It's like got that short neck, so mm-hmm. you can get you get good glug. That is. That's pretty dark. Well, I remember. I remember being that dark last year. Well, since the recipe is different every year. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Um. Doesn't have the uh, the, like that Christmas spice really at all. Um. I don't really know how to what it tastes like. It kind of tastes like the um that Belgian the uh the single double the single digit double that we talked about a couple mm-hmm, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's got that kind of like uh. Like toasty kind of malty flavor, not the not the spice. That's pretty good. Yum, sounds good. Good, good job, changing it up, Anchor Steam. Uh, all right, so we're gonna do this basically the same way that we did last year. We'll go down through a list of categories and give our best thing, our best, our favorite thing of that category for the year, and then at the end we will do the worst thing of the year. Yes. My worst thing of the year, just to tease it a little bit, I didn't talk about it on the podcast, but it went pretty viral, so it definitely deserves mention. I I had mine, and then I changed it after talking to somebody at the party last night. Oh, so. okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> All right. All right, so first. Good stuff first. Good stuff first. Best book of the year. Oh, I chose. Gate. Sorry. Diablo. Yes. We both Double chose the Obelisk Gate. Even though this came out in 2016, right? But we read it this year, so Probably. Counts. Yeah, I think you're right about that. But it did, we did read it, and it was good. Yeah. We yeah. we have, we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, or two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just incredible world building. That's so good. Yeah. Breakneck plot. The twists and the turns, just unbelievable. Yeah. Great cliffhanger. The whole, the whole yeah. great character, character development, work. yeah, everything oh. about this book was really good. I it didn't have like a downtime. I don't think. No. I think every character surprised me, and yet was true to who they'd been, and it was it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great new characters, you know. Great development for the characters that you know and love from the first book. It's probably it's one of the best books I've read in years. It's definitely. It's, Definitely. Yeah, well, definitely worth the hype. If you've been doubting on whether or not it's worth getting into this series, do get into it. It is. Yeah. It lives up to uh, all the expectations. For sure. Uh, all right, comic book slash manga. This was tough, um, mostly because I I didn't really change what comics I was reading, so I didn't really like want to go into how awesome Monstrous is again or. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I chose a manga that I had been reading over the last year called Flying Witch, which is a mm-hmm. sweet little manga about a witch who is 
going out into the world to do witchy things and staying with some family members and it's it's slice of life and it's just really nice and sweet and she has a cat and it's good this sounds kind of like uh like kiki's delivery it service very like kiki's delivery service like awesome just kind of teenage instead of however old Kiki yeah is. oh cool mm-hmm. um is it finished nope ongoing nice. i'm getting a new volume pretty soon actually it's like a couple of times a year release mm-hmm. type yeah. schedule. Yep. Nice. Yep. Yeah, it's um, it's just sort of gentle and pleasant and adorable, and like they'll talk about like harvesting fiddlehead ferns or whatever they are and frying them and eating them. <laughs> it's just kind of very pleasant. So that's uh, that's a good one. What did you select? So I have also not changed up my comic reading very much. Uh, last year I picked detective comics, and I've been reading the same like six Batman books all this year, but I finally got caught up with Saga over the summer, Yeah, and holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, happened? Yeah, I was a good, like, 20 issues behind, probably, um, and it was really wild. There was that one issue where the whole thing just goes black at the end. I know. If read it, you know, you're, yeah, if you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. I was, like, breathless by the end of that. It was so unbelievable, so yeah. bleak, but, like, so, like, just exhilarating at the same yeah, time. Really uh, just raw and powerful. I think this book reads much better in blocks than just reading it week by, or, like, month by month. Mm-hmm. So I, I've saved up. So, like, I finished up to, like, whatever probably the last, like, break was. Yeah. And then I think I've started to build up some more issues. Whatever the, I don't know. But I think I've, I've got like six now yeah. built up. I'll probably read all those at, at some point. Um, yeah, but I think if you do it in like six to 12 issue chunks and get, you know. Yeah, big, I, I could see it. that. Like, I think that it gets a little diluted waiting month to month to read it. And that is how I read it, but I maybe prefer. Well. I just am too impatient. At the same time, though, there's so many characters and stuff. Like, when I had not read it for, like, a year, and then I went back, and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't remember who... I remember who, like, the few main characters are. Yeah. But, like, the uh, the reporters who mm-hmm. came back, who come back, yeah. I didn't remember who they were. And there's a few other, like, side characters that appear again, and I was like, yeah. I had to, like, go back and look and figure out who everybody was again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, that's even kind of tough month to month, like... Because if yeah. you don't see them for a couple of issues, you're like, who? Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Uh, the art continues to be fantastic. I'm so glad that they do take the time and just take breaks on this instead of trying to jam, like, a replacement artist in for, yeah. you know, like, a story arc, because that would just ruin the whole um, feel. Yeah. The story and the art work so well hand-in-hand. That right. I just can't imagine one without the other. Like, I can't imagine the story being told by a different artist. So. Totally. Yeah. I feel bad because there's so many good comics that are going on right now. Um, you know, especially at Image. But I mm-hmm. just don't have the, the time or the wherewithal to go find them out. Yeah. So maybe next year. Well, I don't know. I should just buy, like, a trade every couple of months to just try something new. I did that a little bit over the last year, but none of them... Well, with the exception of the Once and Future Queen, which has already been canceled. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get that much new. And I mean, that is part of why things that are good get canceled is there's just there's just too much and we right, exactly. can't keep up with it. Yeah. And still, I know I, I'm part of the problem here, but still, like the majority of comics that people buy are your, your Batman's and your Superman's and yeah. X Men and Avengers and all that stuff. Which I mean, a lot of those books are telling good stories, but they do crowd out the market for mm-hmm. you know some of these weirder, smaller stories. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. all right, best movie. This was this was the toughest category yeah. for me by I- far. I didn't see nearly as many movies um, this year as you did or as I do in many years. But um, the the immediate answer for me was Wonder Woman, uh, mm-hmm. just because it was amazing to get a Wonder Woman movie, and it's good, and, and she does such a good job. But I also um, I really loved Your Name. Mm-hmm. That was great, too. Yeah. So those are my two picks. We watched Wonder Woman on Friday night. Uh, my friend came up from the city on no on Saturday uh, before the party on Sunday, and so we like went out to dinner and then we came back and she hadn't seen Wonder Woman yet. So we're like, oh, we're watching it, and I yeah. hadn't seen it since I saw it in the theater you know, back in July or whenever it was. Mm-hmm. So good, like yeah, the last, so good. Yeah. the last like final battle and stuff is still terrible, but no, it's not great. Yeah. But the Gal Gadot and the that mid oh, that mid yeah sequence is just, the No Man's Land yeah she's so perfect she in the is role so perfect, yeah it just makes me so much even matter that they bungled uh, Justice League and everything so much but that said that so my my the three that I was going for Wonder Woman Get Out which was. Incredible. I, yeah, I didn't want to just flat out copy you and have like <laughs> do that movie, but yeah, Get Out was amazing. Like, just hands down, one of the best films that I've seen. Yeah, lately. Uh, yeah, but uh, my pick for best movie of the year is Logan because it was the perfect. I've been watching Hugh Jackman, X Men slash Wolverine movies for fifteen years, and this was like the perfect encapsulation and send off for that character. Yeah. Uh, I almost cried in the theater at the end. It was, it was really a really emotional moment uh, for me. And it was, it was a really good movie at that, you know, aside from like the, the emotional attachment to the character. It was mm-hmm. a good movie. It was really like the perfect send off. Yeah. For the actor and the character. Sometimes I stop and wonder like how Hugh Jackman even exists. He's like this burly action star guy who also sings and dances and is straight. Like, he's he's just magical. And he's been like married to the same woman forever. He's not even like being out there being a jerk or whatever that I know he's, of. Yeah. He's just wonderful. He's so. Great. <laughs> I I said that this was like the perfect send off for that character mm-hmm. and for the actor. But if he shows up in the in the next Avengers movie because yeah. they. Disney owns all the X-Men stuff now. I will be giddy. <laughs> you won't I be will like, screech. you again. I will screech in the theater. I would like to be present for that because that would be hilarious. So, um, if you had told me a month ago that Star Wars was not going to be the pick for best movie of the year. I know. Uh, it would have laughed in your face, but... Yep. Neither of us mm-hmm. included it, or even really... I didn't really feel any desire to include it. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I've I've read a few more takes on it that make me be like make me kind of stop and say, "Oh, well, yeah, I guess I can see that, but I haven't gotten to see it again yet." I we might go this week, but it's so freaking cold that I'm not really motivated. It was 0 degrees yeah. this afternoon. Yeah, here too. Um yeah, I feel like now like the backlash has come all the way around. Like I was reading some like long Twitter thread the other day about how great the casino sequence was. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man! Like, it, it's the 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 criticism from like the Star Wars fans was, was ridiculous and too harsh. But we don't need to defend like every single part of this movie that really was not great. Yeah. Okay. I, I accept that. I, one thing that I saw was a th- Twitter thread about how Finn's story, like, you know, him learning to. I don't know. It was all about how Finn's story actually added to the plot and showed character growth because by the end he didn't just want to bail with Ray anymore. But mm. that doesn't really like make the whole animal chasing, animal writing yeah. chasing more worthwhile. Agreed. Well, <laughs> yeah. Now that we've depressed ourselves. <laughs> oh, but here. This is is it comes a beacon of positivity in the best TV show category. Yes, this was for me the good place. Uh, I had good place or Punisher, but I'm going to go with you and Mm -hmm. do good place because that did bring it was a big spot of light and joy in the world. Yes, in this past year, it is so smart and so funny, and Kristen Bell is such a continual delight. Just in. In herself, but yeah, there's such. I mean, there's really you know, there's four characters in the show, and they're all great. Ted Danson is just an absolute delight. Mm-hmm. As yes, he really evil, is. The, the evil demon guy who's, <laughs> who's trying now to learn. trying to learn to be less <laughs> evil. Yeah, <laughs> trying to learn the value of humans. And, yes, you know, I mean, we all have to step back every now and again. <laughs> Tell ourselves there is there is good in mankind. Uh, so. um, you know these lessons are useful for all of us, I think. And you know the that first season was so great, and the cliffhanger, you know, the big twist was amazing. And sometimes these shows suffer from a sl- uh, sophomore slump, where mm-hmm. you know the original conceit of the show is flipped upside down, or like you know you you get the idea, and then you're like, all right, well, can they do this thing again? Or change it up enough for it to be good in the second season. I think they've done that very well here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a little concerned that they would just run out of steam, but they really haven't. It, it continues to be funny. I love Janet, and then I loved her creative boyfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy who was playing him. He's uh, awesome. He's on Parks and Rec, too. Yeah. He's in. Uh, he's on the How Did This Get Made podcast that I listen to where they talk about bad movies. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's a funny guy. <laughs> All right. So let's – next one is best game, mm-hmm. video, and then tabletop. Both of my picks in this category are old, but I kind of wanted to go with uh, what I ended up spending the most time on. And uh, in the video game category, if I don't just talk about Animal Crossing yet again, the <laughs> answer is Elder Scrolls Online, uh, which – I don't remember if I started playing this in 2016 or 2017, to be honest. But I played it a lot in 2017. It's mm-hmm. such a good MMO. It's um, 
just really rich world and great character interaction when you play it with your friends. And I continue to enjoy it. They also released uh, the Morrowind expansion to the world this year, which was pretty cool. So continues to be one of my favorite plays. And in nice. tabletop gaming, I, of course, have to pick Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Yeah. You know, finally have a group of people locally to play with, and that it's all women just makes it even cooler. Someone, nice. someone, one of the girls in the group was saying that uh, she was telling a male friend about it, and he was like, "All oh, girls, there's going to be so much less murdering," and we all just kind of laughed. There's so much murdering. Yeah, we kill so many monsters. It's good. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how uh, about you? For video games, I don't like play video games anymore. <laughs> I play one video game a year, and I still haven't beaten Final Fantasy 15, which is my pick from last year. So that's sad. But I've started playing. We talked. I think I talked about we this did, briefly. Yeah, when I was talking about Pocket Camp. So I started playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper, which is this app game that's basically like a throwback. It's all, like, pixel graphics, and it's got, like, the old music, and you, like, collect crap, and you do, like, boss fights from the old games and stuff. And it's the perfect, like, nostalgia plus collector. It's, it, yeah. it scratches those two itches of nostalgia and me, like, me being a collector. So it's it's fine. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> and you can, like, just – you can just, like, sit there or watch a TV or something. I can just play that at the same time, too. You really just got to tap on it to – fight and that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Those games are nice when you're <laughs> yeah, not really you interested in what you're actually doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh for tabletop <laughs> we got this game called What Do You Meme? It's literally Cards Against Humanity, but with meme pictures instead of so basically there's like a stack of like pictures from memes. Mm-hmm. You put one up, and then all the other players um, have, like, uh, you basically do captions for, or he puts oh, down what okay. the funniest yeah. caption would be for the picture, and then you pick one. And, that but, sounds amusing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's Cards Against Humanity, but with mean pictures. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> we played it last night. It was it was a hit. I bet, yeah. You can only go off, like, for so long, and then it starts to get, like, less funny, because this, like, pretty bad, like, unfunny cards in the mm. thing, but Yeah. Good for, like, an hour. <laughs> we did, so we are starting a game night right. uh, next year, and we did get a board game. Um, we got Costa Rica, or, no, Puerto Rico is the some tabletop mm-hmm. board game. That Kim has played before that she said is good, so we're going to start that next year. So, nice. I might actually have like a real game to talk about. <laughs> Did you just make yourself sad? <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. All right, next one is best artist and album. Yes. Um, I don't necessarily listen to. I just I'm not that tapped into music anymore, but I did come across the uh, debut seller darling album this year called This Is the Sound, and we we talked about it in in the hurdy gurdy here on the podcast. That was my my pick for the year. 
Kim is super into this album. I got it for her. I got it. I got it on vinyl for her for Christmas. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we haven't actually haven't played it yet, but um, yeah, she was. Uh, she's been playing it in the car a lot this yeah. last year, and it, it's, there it's, was it's an awesome like album. a month that this was all I listened to. So, yeah. Uh, my album of the year. Uh, I do actually. I've, I've listened to probably like seven or eight new albums this year. There were uh, a few of them were, were pretty good, but my favorite one is Seven Spires Solvig. And so I just I find I go on Apple Music. They always give you like a list of like. Every every Friday they'll update, they'll give you a playlist of like songs that you might like. So that's how I yeah. find new albums. And every now and again, a band I already know will put out a new album. But I found this on there, and it's a, it's like a heavy metal deal. The uh, the singer, her she has a really wide range of singing style. She can sing like the screaming, like growly vocals. She can mm-hmm. do like clean vocals, and then she also does like this kind of like wailing, like. 80s heavy metal wow. feel too, yeah. and she'll like go, she'll you know go across that whole spectrum over the course of like one song. Wow. It's really good, really interesting. Yeah. Um, the music, the, the music, the background music is good. It's kind of like a, uh, a night wishy kind of mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, kind cool. of poppy uh, metal deal. So it's a uh, pretty sweet. Yeah, I might have to check that one out. Yeah, I think you'll dig it if you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Best podcast besides best this one. Podcast. Um, for me, I, I listen to a lot of my my other hobbies in podcasts, so like knitting and horse stuff. But uh, one called Sewing Out Loud, um, which is like a mother daughter team, and they run a business, and they're hilarious. And they also <laughs> <laughs> they have a Facebook group. Um, kind of centered around the podcast and she does like live videos every week and um, cool. like one time she was like nine, eight, nine months pregnant and she podcasted in this un- underwear that she made for herself while talking about sewing underwear. She like, they, they just, they give no fucks basically and are awesome and, and their group is really inclusive and they're really just, they're, they're just awesome that way. So I really, really like listening to them and have learned a lot from them. But I also wanted to give a shout-out to The Adventure Zone, which I've been listening to their yeah. episodes. And it's... Um, I apparently have a parent-child thing, but it's some brothers and their dad doing D&D adventures, and they're just kooky and fun. And they're still going. Uh, I, I've been listening to their old stuff, but I guess they're in a new campaign now. I just finished the uh, the first big boss fight against the Black Spiders. Oh, I think you're you may be ahead of me, but oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> I, I really don't mind. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that I like know how this adventure goes because it's one of the, the modules. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm on like the fifth episode or something. Oh, you're not that much ahead of me. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Since I am a glutton for punishment, I listen to a lot of like political podcasts mm-hmm. because I don't know, I just like to torture myself, I guess. <laughs> but the yeah, but the best one that I've listened to this year is called Left, Right, and Center, and it's got it's a uh, it's from KCRW, uh, which is a public radio station in California, I think. Mm-hmm. And so they have like. The main host is this guy, Josh Barrow, who's a editor at Business Insider, and he's, like, the moderator, and they have people from, like, the left and the right, and most of their guests 
like lean leftish, but they always have like a couple of people on there, like of the mostly like never Trumper, like conservative people. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good listen. Um, it's not a lot of screaming and stuff, and it's not a lot of like bomb throwing. So it's, it's usually a pretty like um, uh, intellectual discussions about the topics without people screaming at each other and stuff. So because yeah. uh, I do listen to some of the screaming podcasts too. And, <laughs> this I, I couldn't listen to those, like especially since I do a lot of podcast listening, like while commuting. And the last thing I need is more rage while driving to work in the morning. Yeah, I, it's I, I gotta. I just can't help myself. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, best beer of the year. Yeah, I, I had to go back through our archives to figure this one out. Because I didn't have a lot of, like, extreme standouts this year, I don't think. But I chose Upland Iridescent, which was the sour ale that I had one time from one of our local breweries. And it was very good. Mm. I think that, I, that sour beers seem to be having, like, a, I don't know, a, a renaissance or something. People seem to be really enjoying them, at least around here. I do not like them, mm-hmm. uh, but I do. I have noticed that they are gaining in popularity. Yeah, used to like never see them on tap, and now I, you know, whenever I go to a bar, I feel like there's at least one or two on tap. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they are they are they are a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to go back in the archives too because uh, last year I picked that Punkachino one, which was yeah. like blow your doors off, awesome. And as soon as you know, I didn't have to look back. I knew that was the one, so mm-hmm. I picked. The Collective Arts Brewing Ransack the Universe Hemisphere mm-hmm. IPA. Mm-hmm. One, because the name was awesome. I remember it being a pretty good IPA, but this yeah. was the one that had the cool artwork with, like, the spaceman yeah. and the cat and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the the name, the artwork, and I remember it being a pretty pretty uh, decent, like, kind of a uh, – it was pretty, like, cloudy, like, hazy mm-hmm. IPA. They, they had a pretty good, pretty good flavor, so that's that's the pick. Nice. All right. Worst thing of the year. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you read this story, uh, but it has made <clears throat> rounds. Um, the story that was in The New Yorker recently called Cat Person. Uh, I read this story on, like, a Sunday morning, and then I was just, like, miserable and depressed <laughs> just at the state of the world for the rest of the day. It was just, like, too real and too true and too horrible. And I, I couldn't just – I couldn't deal with the world after reading this story. So you're, so you're picking it as worst thing of the year because – of the way that it made you feel after reading, not because of the craftsmanship of the story. No, yeah. I think it was very well crafted, but yeah. I was permanently traumatized by this story. I felt personally victimized. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but um, mostly I just kind of wanted it to bring it wanted to bring it to people's attention because it is a very real and very true short story with horrible people doing horrible things. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't know. I read it and I was like, oh, that's. that's that's kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised by the end. I was like, oh, that's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't I, read it and I mean, you want to go be depressed, um, yeah, please do that. Please pretty oh, good. We, yeah. we need to have an honorable mention here. Um, okay. But I think it'll make us rant, so why don't you talk about yours first, and then I'll bring it up. 
All right. Uh, so originally my pick for this was going to be the Defenders because it was such a disappointment after the years of buildup yeah. of the you know the Netflix Marvel universe and it I mean the writing is kind of off the ball anyway. Yeah. But and last night I was talking with my cousin about movies that we saw this year and he reminded me of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I was literally groaning in the theater oh, at some wow. of the parts of it. Um, beautiful film. Mm-hmm. It's a Luke Benson thing. You know, the, the guy who did Fifth Element. So it's a lovely looking film, but the, the two leads had zero chemistry, terrible acting. Like, the yeah. love story was just a mess. Um, plot was nonsensical. And it was like two and a half hours. And by the end, I was just... I'm impressed he made it through. Wanting to leave. And, well, I paid for it, so... I don't know. I've walked out of a couple movies over the years. <laughs> but it, it was truly awful. Yeah. That's my pick. All right. So, and honorable mention, I think, should be the fact that they are making more X-Files. <laughs> that will be out soon. I've been seeing advertisements for it. I think it's out... This week, it's yeah. on like Thursday or something. Are you going to watch it? Yes. You are going to watch it. Wow. Um. So what I've read mm-hmm. is that there's only going to be one mythology episode, and then the other like six or whatever are going to be standalone monster of the weeks. And you feel it's, like that's a good thing? Well, I thought the mythology episodes were the worst ones of the last. Yeah last series. Yeah. A couple of the Monsters of the Weeks were good. Like, the Lizard Man was pretty good. Some of the, like, problematic comedy aside. Um, yeah, like one with the I, twins. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Hmm? One with the twins. That was all right. No. <laughs> I, I am not letting... The time that has passed put a rosy haze over how bad this was. I well, I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. I think I, one of us picked that as worst thing of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it stuck in my mind is so bad that I went to look and see what year it came out and to see if I could talk about it for this. <laughs> um, I mm, I don't know, maybe. You know what? Maybe I'll just wait till it's over, and then if and just see what the internet says for the good episodes, and then just watch those. Because if it is going to be like just Monster of the Week ones, and you don't have to worry about like continuity to mm-hmm. watch them all, then maybe just watch the couple of ones that were good. Yeah, it's probably possible because the the internet will certainly let you know which episodes are tolerable at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe that'll be the plan. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that, uh, that first series was terrible. It was very bad. It's such a disappointment. They should be ashamed of themselves. So, let's. Are you prepared to do a, a recap of your 2016 reading challenge? Because at the beginning of the year, oh, we said yeah. we were going mm-hmm. to do 12, at least 12 books for yeah, the year. Yeah. Yes, I can pull up my spreadsheet right now, and um, I can tell you that including Goodreads, including manga, and some audiobooks, some of which I think the audiobooks might have all been rereads. I read seventy-three books this year. Holy smokes! 
Well, think of how much of that is manga. Oh, yeah, with the manga, right. Yeah, oh, and I, I counted one series of manga as one book. So if you count those individually, then it's like 90-some. Wow. I read a lot of manga. <laughs> uh, I definitely read more than 12. I read those four Harry Potters. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, yeah, so I probably read like 13. I read the two... Uh, fifth season books. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The uh, Wizard and Glass again, and then a bunch of other like just random uh, sci-fi and fantasy books that have been sitting on my shelf for many years. So yeah, I need. Yeah. I, I plan to make a list of things currently sitting on my shelf. Except I'm gonna maybe like start with more recent. My work my way backwards, and I'm gonna do, like <laughs> the Stone Sky and um, yeah. Oathbringer, and there's another one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read any of that uh, Away of King since we last talked. It's the holidays and stuff, just mm-hmm. whatever. As I recall, that one is kind of a slow start as well. I, yeah. I'm like I'm only like maybe like 100 pages into it, and it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's introducing a lot of characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. sure eventually you're just going to heal but no hurt, but he has no be an issue, but it is a lot of world building and characters. The one way I would say in which I failed at this reading challenge was that I did not end up reading a lot of new sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. I mean, I got a few highlights here and there, but I I, I still need to do a little bit better about reading in my own genre. I'm still having a little bit of a hard time reading without having, like, a critical eye. I think it's a just happens when you've been working in this industry for a while. Yeah, sure, I can I can see that. Yeah, um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe you're reading something and you can pick up stuff that you don't want to have in your own work and make sure that yeah. you know reading it as a not as your you know not reading your own stuff or reading somebody else's stuff. You can pick out stuff that you might not want to duplicate while you're writing yeah. your own. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I read the first books in a bunch of series this year, and so now I gotta I gotta finish the the Broken Earth first, and then I'll go back and probably read some of the sequels to some of the other stuff that I started. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. It's like I don't like I don't I generally don't like to read like whole series in a row. I read like one book and then read the book of the next thing and then go back. Yeah, but then I end up having like six open series and you know whatever. Yeah. And you gotta pick what's, or else something something new comes out. You're like, oh man, I try that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna basically issue myself the same challenge to read twelve new to me books in the new year. I don't know, maybe I'll make it eighteen and eighteen or something like that. But uh, I definitely want to focus and try to get like some number of new, like within the last five years, sci-fi fantasy. Yeah, I do have a bunch on the shelf. I got another one for Christmas, so I got to read. Yeah, like uh, Conjuring of Magic, I got that there. I got to read a whole bunch of stuff. Tiger's Daughter. Yeah. I got two, like, the lightning from for Christmas, so I can add that on the list. Yeah. It's a lot of good stuff. It's like, well, it's the same thing with, like, every media. There's just so much stuff. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to like just keep up with it. Yeah. Read everything or yeah. watch everything or do whatever, play everything. Yeah. 
<laughs> prioritized, sadly. Too many things. Yeah, way too many things. <sighs> All right, well, I guess that's that's the wrap for this yep, year. For 2017. I'm very uh, excited to see what 2018 will bring. Indeed. All right, well, thanks again, folks, for another year. Listen to the old pod. Yes. Appreciate You uh, learned about some new things to read or watch from us. Yep. Or play. Or not read or watch. Yeah, don't watch Valerian. It was awful. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> All right, so that's it. Yep, have a good and geeky two weeks. Show notes can be found on our blog at theyoungpodawans.com. You can email us at theyoungpodawans at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at youngpodawans or on Tumblr at youngpodawans.tumblr.com. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw what I took the obelisk gate. <laughs> That's not right. It's sort of oval, not quite oval. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, best of from like the entire podcast kind of thing. Yeah. I think that'd be All right. <laughs> <laughs> very tired. It's probably not that funny. Yeah, no, it was, I like laughed out loud when I read it. <laughs> oh boy. I'm very tired too, so that you know, we're on the same length of <laughs> That's good. Uh.